This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? We're jumping into a new series this month. Uh, Happy April. Easter's coming in a couple weeks. And here it is. Jesus is alive. That's our new sermon series. And we're excited about it. And so if you want to turn in your Bibles uh, to Acts chapter 2, we're going to hang out there for a little bit. Uh, but really today, I, I just wanted to really just dive into the Word of God and just share that in truth, in the Word of God, Jesus is alive. It's very clear. It's, it's there. It's all over the place. And as we build through this message, we're going to talk about just what does that mean for us? How does that really look in our life? But today, we just want to go in and look in truth. Jesus is alive. This is this is the Bible. This is in the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament. It was prophesied of. You see it happen. It was there were witnesses the, in the Book of Acts. Um, you, you see that one of the main reasons the early church was persecuted was because they preached the resurrection. Okay, and uh, you see it in, in Paul's letters. I mean this. This is everywhere here in the book, okay? So we're going to get through this. I got a lot of points and a lot of scripture reading. So you're going to get just a lot of content today. So I hope you're ready uh, ready for this today. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And I pray, God, that this just really settles people, establish this, establishes them, settles them in the word and in the truth that Jesus is alive. And so we just thank you for your word today. Speak to us, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. All right, Acts chapter two. uh, This is Peter's message here that he preached after he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And um, we're gonna read a little bit here and then we're gonna continue on in a little little bit more down the road here uh, uh, from that same message, all right? So Acts chapter two, verse 23 and 24, it says, him being delivered by the determined purpose and and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, he's speaking to Jews now, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, all right? Somebody say Jesus is alive. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death through his resurrection, because it was not possible, it was not possible that he should be held by it. It was not possible that he should be held by it. It was not possible for death to hold him. Death had no authority over him. Why? Because the wages of sin is death and Jesus did not sin. Therefore, death had no legal right to him. Death had to release him. Death couldn't hold him. The grave could not hold him because it was not possible, not possible that he should be held by it, okay? Hallelujah. All right, let's look at another one quickly. Revelation chapter one, verse 18. Somebody say Jesus is alive. Revelation chapter one, verse 18, the words of Jesus. This is what he says about himself. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of Hades and of death. 
death, hell, and the grave have no authority over our Savior because he never sinned, death couldn't hold him. And because of his grace and because he was our substitute, that when we die physically, we shall live for eternity. Hallelujah. So here it is, first two points. The resurrection was necessary, okay? When it comes to everything concerning faith, concerning our salvation, concerning our walk walk with God, concerning our own deliverance, healing freedom, grace, mercy, the resurrection was absolutely necessary, all right? Here's the next one. The resurrection was God's plan, all right? The resurrection was God's plan. You know, um, I'll read it again, but Acts chapter two, verse 23, it was God's plan. Him being delivered by the determined, determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. You have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, verse 24, whom God raised up. The resurrection was God's plan. It wasn't a plan B, it was God's plan from the beginning, all right? The resurrection was necessary. The resurrection was God's plan. Let's continue in Acts 2. Acts 2, verse 29. I told you I'm gonna give you a lot of verses today because I really wanna just establish this. We're gonna talk about it, um, the resurrection with respect to us, our walk, our life, our journey, this life, the life to come, the, the kind of, what does this mean to me? But today, we're just gonna look at the word and see that in truth, Jesus is alive. Acts 2, verse 29. Now, let's go down to verse 29. He continues preaching, men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Verse 30, therefore being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. The resurrection was God's plan. Verse 31, he foreseeing this spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. Verse 31 again, he foreseeing this spoke, foreseeing this spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ. I know I got a lot of points here, but, but it's just I just really want to just establish this here. Here's my next point. The resurrection is prophecy fulfilled. The resurrection is prophecy fulfilled. He foreseeing this spoke concerning, we're talking Old Testament now, folks, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, was not left there. He was buried. He went into the center of the earth three days and three nights. He, he suffered a sinner's death, but he was not left there. He went there, but he was not left there. He went there but he was not left there. He has the keys of Hades and of death. He was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. Verse 32, this Jesus God has raised up. Somebody say Jesus is alive, okay? This Jesus God has raised up by which we are all witnesses. Verse 33, therefore being exalted, being exalted, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. Verse 34, for David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand 
What is he saying? God the Father, Jesus. Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. Walked the earth for 33 years. Crucified. Raised, raised again. Resurrected the third day. Right? Showed himself to his disciples. Told them to go to Jerusalem. Says that if I don't go, the Holy Spirit won't come. But if I go, he will come. He ascends to the right hand of the throne of God. And God the Father says, sit at my right hand. Verse 35, till I make your enemies your footstool. Verse 36, therefore, let all the house of Israel know, know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? All right, once again, all right, the resurrection was necessary. The resurrection was God's plan and the resurrection is prophecy fulfilled. John chapter two, verse 19 Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Here it is again. This is, this is kind of interesting here that Jesus himself is prophesying his res own resurrection. I mean, he's declaring that this is gonna happen. He's saying the resurrection is prophecy fulfilled. Jesus is the truth, speaking the truth. And he's saying, you destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Verse 20, then the Jews said, it, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and will you raise it up in three days? Verse 21, but he was speaking of the temple of his body. Somebody say Jesus is alive. Verse 22, therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. It's very, it's very interesting that I think sometimes in our Christian world, we can kind of get distracted. We start to think, um, we start to, um, get off course with the true message of the gospel. And it is that Jesus is alive. It is the resurrection of our Savior. Look, there are other uh, things in the scripture that, that, that God desires to do for us. And there, 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 is, there is a lot in the word that concerning so much of life, not only this life, but the life to come. And it applies to all of life, right? But, but let's not get distracted from the true message here. And there's that Jesus is alive. The, the gospel isn't about my success. That's not like in bold print top three, okay? The, the, uh, my success. It's not, the, the gospel is not the American dream. The gospel is not, um, you know, furthering the Western ideal. The gospel is not a political party. The gospel is not in and, and a part of the messaging of any political party. The gospel is not a cultural movement. The gospel is not a subculture. The gospel is, is the gospel is the message of Christ, him crucified, and that he has risen from the dead. The gospel is, you know, the good news that Jesus is alive, okay? That is it. Everything comes from that. I mean, yes, I believe God wants to bless us. Yes, he is gonna provide for us and all these things that, yeah, that God will do. But 
I think sometimes those become the main thing in the church. That is not the main thing. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It is Jesus died, buried, rose again, sent the Holy Spirit so we can know him and live with him now and forever. The gospel is Christ and him crucified. Jesus, the resurrection, the resurrected Lord. Okay, so this is my next point. The resurrection is our message. That's it. Jesus is alive. Okay, is there different aspects and dynamics of the word of God and following Christ and revelation of things that we can apply to specific areas of our life and existence? Yes, but if any other thing becomes the main thing other than Jesus, and that he is a risen savior, and that he is king of kings and lord of lords, that he is the one that lived, died, and behold, is alive forevermore. If, 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 if that isn't the main message, we're off. We're, 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 we're heading somewhere else that, that, that is going to steer away from, from Jesus, okay? So let's look at this here. Let's look at this. Romans chapter 1, verse 1. Romans chapter one, verse one, hallelujah. Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel, separated to the gospel of God, separated to the gospel of God, verse two, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Verse three, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh. Okay, you ever notice these New Testament writers, they, because of their Jewish tradition and because the only scripture they had was the Old Testament. But when they read it now, they read it through the revelation of Jesus. Okay, so they're, they're connecting the dots here. Verse four and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. Jesus is alive. Verse five, through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Now he's talking about the gospel here. And right in the middle of this, he's beginning this letter to the Roman church. And he's like talking about, man, I'm an apostle. I'm called, separated under the gospel, okay? Um, and then in the middle of all this, he's speaking of that, the, that, that Jesus has been declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. Verse five, through him we have received grace. The resurrection is necessary. There's no grace with no resurrection. There's no forgiveness of sin with no resurrection. There, there, there's no Holy Spirit coming without the resurrection, all right? Just like we are like him through baptism, we are likened to his death through baptism, so shall we be likened to his, to his resurrection and walking in newness of life. All right, we've been begotten again, the Bible says, to a living hope. Why? Because Jesus defeated death, held the grave. He defeated sin, okay? He, 
He, re he received the judgment due us. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. All right? Hallelujah. The resurrection is our message, folks. That is the message. All right? There is no other message. Come on, somebody say amen. There is no other message, all right? It says, uh, verse six, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Called to declare and be witnesses of his resurrection. All right, let's look at another verse. Good portion of scripture here as well. First Corinthians 15. I'm gonna read verse nine to 14. Verse nine to 14, the resurrection is our message. And here we go. Verse nine, for I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God, verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace. Somebody say grace, but the grace of God, which was with me, verse 11, therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach, so we preach and so you believe. So he's like, so, you know, he's talking about the message, his calling to preach. He's talking about his calling to preach. It's not a success message. It's not personal development message. Come on now, this isn't life coaching. This is the resurrection and the life. It is him we preach, the resurrection, resurrected savior. This is the gospel, sacred message of a risen Lord, the reigning king of all humanity, the universe, and all nations, Jesus, the king of kings and Lord of lords. Verse 12, now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, he's talking about the message. How do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Verse 13, but if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. Verse 14, and if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Come on now, faith is not about things. It's about a person that was raised from the dead, Jesus. It's about faith in him. It is that he is alive in my life now, walking with me, speaking to me, leading me, guiding me. Come on now, verse 14 again. First Corinthians 15, verse 14, if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. Our preaching is null and void. Our preaching is um, futile, going not, nowhere with no substance. Preaching without the resurrection of Christ is not preaching, it's something else. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty, all right? The resurrection is our message. Hallelujah. I know that this is somewhat um, foundational, right? It's just, I'm just reading the word and just telling you what it says, okay? This isn't um, overly deep, if you will, but it's absolutely necessary to preach this. Jesus is alive, that's it. There's no other message. There's no other message. I understand we got, we got all kind of sermon series, right? But if you unpack any message, it's gotta be that Jesus is alive in there. I mean, it can't be nothing else. This ain't some humanistic 
man-made. And this is divine. It's Jesus. All right? The resurrection was necessary. The resurrection is God's plan. The resurrection is prophecy fulfilled. The resurrection is our message. It's what we preach. All right? It's what the word says. Okay? I, even in studying uh, for this series, it was kind of difficult, to be honest. Because, you know, my wife and I, Crystal Gale, we were just talking like, you know, and then uh, we were like, oh, yeah, you know, let's, 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 let's do a series like just Jesus is alive. Like, that's it. And the reason why it was kind of difficult was because it's, it's just, it's, I, it's, it's hard to kind of pinpoint because it's just everywhere. This is the gospel, right? It says, so it's, it, it was hard to kind of narrow it down, if you will. And I think we got to preach more messages like this. Why? Because that's what this is. That's what this is. That's what this is all about. This is the gospel. This is just some sound doctrine, folks. Some sound doctrine, okay? So, so 1 Corinthians 15, verse 9. All right? Um, sorry. No, no, I already read that one. Another one. Sorry. 1 Corinthians 15, okay, verse 50. Actually, if you want to read about the resurrection and kind of and just start somewhere, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, okay? Read that. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Really, the whole chapter. You're going to find a lot of stuff in there. And you're going to be going to different places. It's quoting the, it references Old Testament verses. And it's, it's, it's a good chapter to look at, the whole thing. And it's, very, it's a pretty long chapter as well. But here we go. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 50. This is near the end of the chapter. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Somebody say the resurrection is necessary. Verse 51, behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. He's preaching the resurrection, not only the resurrection of Christ in an actual place in time when he, the person, the God-man was buried, the God-man was raised, right? But know that we shall be resurrected, that you will physically die, but in Christ you will be resurrected. You, you will live forever in eternity. You, we will sit before um, God. We will stand before him. We will give an account of our life. We will be resurrected. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Verse 51, behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. All of humanity shall not all die. Some shall be caught up, but we shall be changed. Verse 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, speaking of the catching up, the pyrosia. The twinkling of an eye at this last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and shall be changed. Somebody say the resurrection is necessary. Jesus is the first to be raised from the dead. Verse 53, for this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. Verse 54, so when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this, mor and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, 
Where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. Verse 57, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Here is my last point. The resurrection is our victory. Hallelujah. All right. So I just want to review the points here. Okay. Today, I just want to review these points once again. Today, as I said, when I first started, I just wanted to just lay the foundation that Jesus in truth is alive. And just through uh, just a handful of verses we just shared, the resurrection was necessary. All right. The resurrection was God's plan. The resurrection is prophecy fulfilled. The resurrection is our message. And the resurrection is our victory. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Father, I just pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, God, in Jesus' name that, that we would come into even just a stronger revelation a deeper revelation that you are alive, Jesus, and that we are not in some religion, that we are not in some, um, just some religious institution, but we have a revelation of Jesus, the Christ, the resurrected Savior and Lord. I pray that, Lord, let that be a reality of our lives this week, that you are alive that you are healing, you are restoring, you are speaking, you are establishing. Lord, you are comforting. And God, you are walking with us. You are hearing our prayers. You are responding to us. You are speaking to us. We thank you, Lord, that you are alive. And we pray, God, that we would truly live a life that testifies that Jesus is alive. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace!